This is Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches verse by verse through the book of Acts. Pharisees said, oh yeah, absolutely, they're going to have to be circumcised, they're going to have to start following the law, and you know, that's just the way it is. Natural and sincere, they weren't trying to be hard on anybody, it was just, you know, a natural thing, but the, the bottom line is they were wrong. They were wrong. They didn't yet understand everything that the Lord Jesus had come to do. These were believers, they were sincere, but they were wrong. Today, Pastor Robert shares a few of his experiences growing up in the church and warns against the religious ideas and opinions that circulate among Christians today. We'll learn how Peter encouraged the believers in Galatia to let go of the law and live in the grace and freedom available only through Jesus Christ. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert with today's message. It was so funny. I remember as a little boy, the lady that played the organ, she just looked too old to even be alive. I mean, you just knew that any second she was just going to fall over. She was like in her 90s, and she played the organ like a 90-year-old lady. You know you know what I mean? Like you would expect a 90-year-old to play the organ. I mean, it was, you know, you just, everybody's nodding out. My dad's singing in the choir, and he's nodding out. He's asleep. You know, my, my mom would nudge the guy next to her who would nudge the guy next to him who would elbow my dad to wake him up. And uh, you could always tell, because my dad wore tinted glasses, but you could see him when he'd fall asleep because, you know, his, his head would flop over, you know? That's, you'd know, my dad just, oh, he just went out. Organs and, you know, the piano was nice, but you just, you know, we get these religious ideas. You understand me? That's all they are. Religious opinions that are not even in the Bible, they're not biblical, they're, they're not, you know, and, and that's part of what was going on here. The Pharisees said, oh yeah, absolutely, they're going to have to be circumcised, they're going to have to start following the law, and you know, that's just the way it is. Natural and sincere. They weren't trying to be hard on anybody, it was just, you know, natural thing. But the, the bottom line is they were wrong. They were wrong. They didn't yet understand everything that the Lord Jesus had come to do. These were believers. They were sincere, but they were wrong. Now the apostles, verse 6 tells us, the apostles and elders came together to consider this matter. And when there had been much dispute, Peter rose up 
and said to the men and brethren, You know that a good while ago God chose among us that by my mouth the Gentiles should hear the word of the gospel and believe. So God who knows the heart acknowledged them by giving them the Holy Spirit just as He did to us and made no distinction between us and them, just purifying their hearts by faith. Now therefore, why do you test God by putting a yoke on the neck of the disciples which neither our fathers nor we were able to bear? But we believe that through the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ we shall be saved in the same manner as they." Then all the multitude kept silent and listened to Barnabas and Paul declaring how many miracles and wonders God had worked through them among the Gentiles. Now, Paul talks about this in a little bit more detail in his letter to the Galatians. See, the amazing thing about this is that even after all of this that we're reading about, even after what took place and they go back to the church in Antioch and the churches in Galatia, the liars that came from Jerusalem and told them they had been sent they continued to spread this idea of you're going to have to be circumcised, you're going to have to keep the law. And a lot of the Galatian people bought into that. And that's why Paul later wrote the letter to the Galatians, the book of Galatians. That was why he wrote it. And so in Galatians chapter 2, flip over there real quick with me. Galatians chapter 2. Paul says in chapter 2, Then after 14 years I went up again to Jerusalem with Barnabas and also took Titus with me. Now, real quick. That tells us that Titus, you know, the the letter to Titus later, Titus was one of those in Antioch that went with Paul and Barnabas to Jerusalem. He's one of the guys that that went along to to hear what was saying. It also tells us roughly, you know, how long the gap was, 14 years since, uh, he says, I went to the regions of Syria and Cilicia and you know, the mission trip. So a good, a good period of time has passed. Fourteen years he went up again to Jerusalem with Barnabas and took Titus with him. He says, I went up by revelation and communicated to them that gospel which I preach among the Gentiles, but privately to those who were of reputation, lest by any means I might run or had run in vain. Now, what is Paul saying to the Galatians in that passage? That to me, and I have to tell you, I don't know how many times I've read the book of Galatians, and I never caught this until this time. Paul says, you know, we were there, we, we went out, we're preaching the gospel all over the Gentile world, all through the region of Galatia. We were, you know, all these cities and, you know, they stoned me to death in Lystra. I mean, it's just all this stuff's happening. Signs and wonders, God confirming his word. But then we get back to Antioch and there's these bunch of guys saying that you have to be circumcised if you want to be saved. So Barnabas and I, and then Titus and and some other people, we decided we went to Jerusalem. We went to the elders. We went to the apostles. We went to Peter and James and John. We went to these men, and listen to what Paul says. He says, I went to them in private, and I told them what I've been teaching concerning salvation, just in case I might be wrong. That's what he's saying. He says, I gave them the opportunity to correct me. If I've been working so hard, if I've been running in vain, I want to know it. Now, you know, that's a, that's a good word to think about, you know? If you're going in the wrong direction, don't you want somebody to tell you? You know, I was watching a blooper show last night, and it was one of the NFL games from 15, 20 years ago, and guy picks up a, f- a fumble and runs it into the end zone, only it's the wrong end zone. He thinks he's scoring a touchdown, and in fact, he's scoring for the, you know, he's scoring a safety. It was, you know, he, he, he went the wrong way, and all of his teammates were running along behind him. Nobody could catch him, and they're trying to tell him, turn around, turn around. 
but nobody could catch him. This is a professional football player. Don't you think he felt like an idiot when he finished? Of course he did. Of course he did. But it was no big deal. It's a game. It's not that way with life. It's not that way with life. What if at the end of it all, you find out you were running the wrong way all along and nobody told you? Paul says, you know what? I wanted to know. If, if it, and the amazing thing, you know, I mean, I, I've, I've met so many people along the way. I've met so many young Christians that grow a little bit, get to know the Scripture somewhat, get an understanding of, of God and, and Christ and, and what the Bible is saying. And, and they get to a point where they get puffed up. You know, the Bible says knowledge will do that to you. I don't know if you realize that. The Bible says knowledge puffs up. I remember this one guy. He decided he wanted to go to Bible college. And I knew at that point in his walk, it actually wouldn't be good for him. Because too much knowledge for an immature person is not a good thing. And I actually wrote a lengthy letter to the Bible college. You know, they, they usually want a, a recommendation from a pastor. So I wrote a lengthy letter saying, please do not accept this guy. And they accepted him anyway. And it did exactly what I thought it would do. He came to me at one point, and we were talking, you know, and I spent a good bit of time, you know, trying to disciple him and everything. And we were having a dispute about a particular passage in, in the Bible. He disagreed with me. And he said, you know, I just believe the Lord has given me the gift of correct biblical interpretation. Well, what do you do with that? Okay, you're still wrong. You know, I don't know what this gift is you think the Lord's given you, but, you know, but you're not willing to listen to me anymore you've reached a point where you decide you've outgrown your pastor. You've outgrown your teacher. Maybe you have. Maybe you have. Maybe it's time for you to move on. I don't know. But he reached a point where he was unteachable. Now, fortunately, he grew through that. He grew through that. You know, God is so faithful. He tells us that if we'll humble ourselves, he'll exalt us in due time. He also tells us that if we exalt ourselves, he will humble us. And he humbled that young man. And what I see here that's absolutely fascinating and encouraging is that the Apostle Paul stayed teachable. He stayed teachable. He said, you know, I was convinced a Pharisee among the Pharisees. You know, I studied under Gamaliel, one of the most famous Jewish rabbis of all time. And I was absolutely convinced that these Christians just needed to be killed. And so I set out to do exactly that until Jesus told me I was wrong. Paul had an incredible humbling, an incredible wake-up call. He was so convinced of what he was doing that he was literally arresting people and bringing them back to be killed. As our time with you today comes to a close, we'd like to thank you for listening to today's message on Main Thing Radio. We hope Pastor Robert's teaching has encouraged you personally and brought you a deeper understanding of your Savior. If you're in the Miami-Dade County area and you don't yet have a church home, we'd love to have you join us here at Calvary Chapel Miami Beach for our weekly services. You'll find our location and service times at MainThingRadio.com, as well as more about who we are as church. Right now, we'd like to take a moment and share how you can be involved in the future of Main Thing Radio. God is using ministries like this one to reach multitudes of people, 
and we feel so blessed to be a part of it. We'd like to ask you to join us in seeking God's will for our ministry. We'd also like to ask that you prayerfully consider supporting Main Thing Radio financially. For donations of $20 or more, we have a special thank you gift to send you. This month, we'll be sharing Spiritual Leadership, Principles of Excellence for Every Believer by J. Oswald Sanders. This book is a great tool for learning about how a person's God-given leadership skills are developed and how using them for God's glory will yield the greatest effects. For more information or to contribute, please visit MainThingRadio.com and click on Donate at the top of the page. Thanks again for listening today. Be sure to tune in again for more from God's Word right here on Main Thing Radio.